0: Lord, I wanna praise the Lord. Yes, I wanna love the Lord. I wanna love you, Lord. No matter what tomorrow brings, what it has in store, my Lord, I love you Lord Oh I want to praise the Lord I want to praise the Lord No matter what tomorrow brings what it has in store my Lord I want to praise Oh, I want to worship the Lord Oh, I want to worship the Lord No matter what tomorrow brings What it has in store, my Lord I want to worship you, Lord want to praise the Lord, oh I want to praise the Lord, no matter what tomorrow brings, what it has in store my Lord, I want to praise the Lord, oh I want to love. what it has in store my lord i want to love the lord oh i want to worship the lord what it has in store my lord i want to worship you lord oh i want to pray What it has in store, my Lord, I want to praise the Lord. I want to learn. What it has in store, my Lord, I want to love the Lord. Praise Him with me.
1: Father, we thank You for the overshadowing of Your Spirit that I feel in this place tonight. God, let every heart feel the working of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, as we enter into this service, God, to the breaking of the bread. To the feeding of the soul. God, to that spiritual drink being poured out from on high. Lord, let every heart be prepared. Let every eye see, every ear hear, and every heart understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Lord, let your Spirit let the Spirit of the Most High captivate the very hearts and attentions of your people in this place tonight. In Jesus' holy name, I thank you, God, for the people that have come. God, the people that are thirsting and hungering God, a desire, God, to become that vessel, that instrument molded in your hands. God, that we can be used for your glory to be revealed. We give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. We ask it to be so, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated if you would. Don't know exactly which direction the Lord's going to take us tonight. But I can tell you this, I was just meditating on the Lord this afternoon and just felt a strangeness. I mean, just a strangeness of God's Spirit just begin to overshadow my soul. I'm going to tell you, God's doing great things. Amen. God's doing great things. And I got in prayer. This morning, some of you, you're gonna think I don't know what I'm talking about, but I tell the people at my church, I don't know much about things out there in the world. I can't talk to you about a lot of worldly things, but I'm gonna tell you something. When it comes to God, I know my business. Amen. I know my business. I got on my knees in prayer this morning, and I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me. And he said, you get that word out in a newsletter. He said, you get it online. He said, you get it into many people's hands as you can. And this is what God told me. God said, this is the word of the Lord to the nation. It's what God told me. He said, this is the word of the Lord to the nation. What was ministered here last night. I don't know how much I'll get back into it tonight. But every one of you need to get the CD or the tape or whatever they got here of last night. Because so I'm going to tell you, God is revealing Himself. And in 1996, I went into a time of fasting and seeking God. And I got to 40 days. And the Lord said, He said, It's 20 days to the election. He said, You go another 20 days. And He said, You go everywhere you can and get people praying. Get people seeking the face of God. Get people bombarding the heavens. He said, Now we'll turn America around. People call me up when... Uh, The presidency didn't change. I said, God didn't tell me the presidency would change. God told me he would turn America around. Four years later, God turned this nation around and give us a president to give us time to get ready for the things that are coming on the face of the earth. And we have squandered the times. We have squandered these times. They've gotten by us. And now our nation is in trouble. Uh, and there ain't but one thing. you hear me? Uh, there ain't but one thing uh, going to move God. And that's that word last night. Uh, that God's people uh, that are called by His name. Uh, we're going to humble ourselves down. Uh, we're going to hit our knees. Uh, we're going to bow our knees before God. Uh, we're going to confess our sins. Uh, hallelujah. And we're going to get these things out of our hearts. Uh, and out of our homes uh, that has broken the spirit uh, of prayer and reverence uh, and relationship uh, and dedication before God. Uh, and we're going to ask God uh, to forgive our sins. Uh, but, brother, Meadow, I'm saved. Uh, there's sin in your life uh, that is separating you from God. Sin in your life. God said, when we do this, he said, then will I hear from heaven. He said, then and only then. As I got in that time of fasting and prayer 96, the Lord took me out in a dream. I'm going to tell you something. When God shows me something, I latch hold of it and I don't turn it loose till it comes to pass. And y'all say what you want to about me. There's something in me that God has always put these fast in me. And I'm going to tell you something, there ain't very many ministers. But get down to business and fast and pray and seek the face of God until something changes. But you got one in your midst tonight that when God puts something in my spirit I, it don't matter what it takes. I, I'll do it all the way down to death's door. I've in, been in these fasts two different times. One back in 85 I, and one back in 89 that I went all the way down I, to death's door. You hear me? I, I went all the way down to death door. I scared my wife to death. Scared my family to death. I, I had preachers calling me from all over the country I, saying you better each it going to die. I said God told me he was going to change things in my life, in my ministry and I'm not turning loose. I, I refused to turn loose. I, I got so far down that even sipping water couldn't even sip water. Couldn't take nothing. The Anything I'd take the lining of my stomach was turning inside out and I'd sip a little bit of water and I, I, I'd go forward up. Couldn't do Nothing. And the minister called me, he said, Are you afraid? I said, Afraid of what? He said, Are you afraid to die? I said, I ain't afraid to die. I said, I'm closer to God than I've ever been. I said, The devil be a fool, try to kill me right now. Hallelujah. And I said, He ain't got the power. And I, I went on and, and, and I left uh couldn't stay around my wife and kids, and a lady let me use a house up in South Carolina to finish my fast and seek the face of God. And I went into a dream one night how that uh i was laying in that bed in that house and had big windows and i was laying on my right side and the sun began to come up over the lake brother jimmy and when that sun come up over the lake i felt the presence in the room i looked and jesus was standing at my feet and he took me by the feet and began to talk to me hallelujah well about 10 days went by and i kept on pressing and seeking god i got on up over two months and seeking god hallelujah and I was laying on my right side one morning and the sun began to come up over the lake. And I felt the presence of the Lord. i never seen Jesus. But the presence of the Lord filled that room and filled that house. And for three days, God talked to me. That's where this miracle deliverance was born. That's where this Word that will heal arthritis, heal cancer, grow short legs, bring people off of their deathbeds, bring people out of wheelchairs and off of crutches. That's where this was born. Born. Yeah, this cost you something. Salvation don't cost you nothing. But deliverance to set a generation free. It costs you your life. I said it costs you your life. And something was born in me. And I feel something. Fixing me born in my soul again. I feel a great birthing of deliverance. A great revival. That is now being born. To set this generation free. We keep fussing at God to do something. Why don't you do something? Why don't you kick your covers off? When the Spirit of God begins to woo you at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Instead of rolling over and patting that pillow and getting more comfortable. Why don't you get out of bed and get on your knees. And begin to bombard. Hallelujah the heavens. Why don't you begin to push your plate back. I'm going to tell you something. this a bunch of compromising. here tickling. Deceiving preachers. Have preached all this stuff about fasting. It ain't nothing but a bunch of garbage. Talking about this kind of fast and that kind of fast and other kind of fast. Let me tell you something. The word fast means to abstain from food. Why well, y'all didn't like that? Bunch of ear ticklings, compromisers. Telling people they can fast. You might dedicate something. You might dedicate something and give up something. But when you get into true fasting, uh, you are abstaining from food. Look it up in Webster's Dictionary. Uh, God honors any sacrifice. Uh, God honors any dedication. Uh, but don't you call it a fast. Uh, don't you call it a fast. Uh, all these preachers, there's one particular preacher I told my wife today. Uh, I said, God's fixing the smart. Uh, that compromising hypocrite. Uh, he ain't done nothing but wrote a bunch of books on fasting. Uh, don't even know what he's talking about. And made himself. Uh, a rich man off of God's people uh, that are hungry for God. Uh, let me tell you something. You want to fast and pray and seek God? Uh, get on your knees and say, God, uh, give me a spirit of fasting. Uh, give me a spirit of prayer. Uh, give me what it takes uh, to seek your face. Uh, I want to move you. Uh, Hold deliverance in my life. Uh, I want your hand uh, to be with me uh, that I can deliver this generation. Hallelujah. But anyway, I was in that time of fasting and prayer. And the Lord took me out in a dream. Some of y'all may remember this. Just every now and then, God will bring things back to my remembrance. And I know when God shows me myself, a lot of times He's showing me what God's going to do in the ministry. Not me as an individual. I never put myself in those places. But I was in a time seeking God in that dream, and a phone rang. One of the biggest preachers in this country said, Brother Metter, told me who he was. He said, do you know who I am? I said, yeah, I know who you are. But I was wondering how he knew who I was. Because I'm just a little fish. Amen. But he said, God spoke to me. Said that He had given you a word for the nation. And he said, I'm sending my private jet to get you if you will come." He said, tomorrow morning I'm going to put you on television Coast to coast in America and halfway around the world He said, God spoke to me and told me He had visited you And gave you a word that people need in this time of trouble I don't know what's fixing to happen But I'm telling you That word God gave me that I ministered here last night If people get a hold of it And begin to gather themselves together in prayer You don't have to wait to go to the house of God Sister Sheila get the church in Savannah praying. Sister Angela get the church in Poole praying. Y'all can't get to the church. Sister Jennifer and Brother Kevin gather your five or six in your house every night. Set aside a time to pray. Set aside a time to seek the face of God. I ain't talking about next month. I'm talking about now. We need God to hear from heaven. Brother and Sister Harvey, get some people praying. Somebody get on the move. Somebody buckle down. Somebody hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord has come to us. We've been seeking for something to turn our nation around. Let's come to us. Let's take it and do something with it. What do y'all want God to do? Keep giving us good messages? Lord told me back in the minister's meeting. On the way down the road. He said when preachers get rid of these messages. Get rid of these one-liners and all these jokes they got and go back to fasting and praying and come out of their prayer chambers with living words. With words anointed of the Holy Ghost. With words that have come down on a living altar that you have prayed and fire has been ignited on that altar. You say, Brother matter, I can't pray. Get some fire in your bosom. Get some fire on the altar. My God, we're trying to offer up sacrifices on a cold altar. Thank God you want to offer up a Sacrifice. Uh, there got to be fire on the altar. Uh, there got to be fire on the altar. Uh, he David, uh, uh, Paul wrote, uh, and I said, I beseech ye uh, by the pure mercies of David, uh, that you present your bodies uh, a living sacrifice. Uh, your body can't be a living sacrifice uh, if the fire uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, ain't burning on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I ain't afraid. I laid hands on a lady in my church the other night, her Sunday. Just got her heart right with God. The devil trying to afflict your body. I said, "Devil!" I said, I "Ain't afraid of you." I said, I "Ain't afraid of you." I said, "You ain't nothing but a bully. You're a liar. You're a thief. You're a cheat." I said, won't you pick on somebody your own size? Won't you pick on somebody that knows how to deal with you? I said, Satan right now, I said, I call you out. I said, I call you out, devil. I ain't afraid of you. I call you out. I challenge you. There's something in me takes authority over you. You're listening to me. Greater is he that's in me. My God, we got this locked up in us. And we're sitting still and letting the devil make a doormat out of us. Why don't you rise up? Why don't you rise up in your spirit? Why don't you rise up in the Holy Ghost? Why don't you rise up and shake yourself? Why don't you rise up and realize that you have received the spirit of adoption? You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received uh, the spirit of adoption uh, whereby I say, My Father, uh, My Father, Abba Father, uh, You are My Father. uh, You are My God. Uh, You have birthed Me uh, by Your Spirit. Uh, I am Your heir. Uh, I am Your child. You realize that? That's My Father. Is that Your Father? And realize who You are realize who you are you ain't no second rate, second best nothing you're a child of the king you're a child of the king is anybody here tonight a child of the king hallelujah then you need to start standing up and declaring who you are in Christ You need to start standing up and declaring who you are in His kingdom, in this family of God, in this household of faith. You need to start standing up. You know what the Lord told me? I used to lay hands on people, Sister Regina, and I used to go, Father, in the name of Jesus. He said, why don't you quit that? I said, why don't I quit what? He said, why don't you quit asking me to do it? He said, I'll give you power. He said, I'll give you power. He said, you don't have to ask me. He said, I'll give you power. He said, just lay hands on them and command it in the name of Jesus. He said, you don't have to ask me nothing else. He said, you don't have to ask me nothing else. He said, behold, I give unto you power uh, over all the power of the enemy. Uh, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, I give you power over all sickness, uh, all disease, all devils. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, it's time to stand up and take authority uh, Who we are uh, I said who we are uh, Do you know who you are in Christ uh, Do you know what's been revealed in you uh, Do you know what lives on the inside of you uh, I know who I am in Jesus I know who I am Praise God Somewhere something going gonna, something to gonna stir Hallelujah I feel it I feel a stirring of the Spirit of God I feel awakening of the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. I feel God wanting to get a hold of our souls tonight. You hear me? I feel God wanting to get a hold of our souls tonight. I began to preach like this at Brother Patterson's about the middle of June and I began to cry out against sin and after for about 20 minutes all of a sudden a woman stood up in the middle of the service and screamed with tears streaming down her face and she running dove in the altar. About five or six followed her. In about 10 minutes the whole church was in the altar maybe that's what we need tonight maybe the children of God need to hit their knees and repent for their lax for their slackness for their lukewarmness for their non-prayer maybe God's trying to get our attention tonight and wake you up as to who you are hallelujah I know who I am I know who I am and I'm not backing away from the devil. Some of y'all would rise up on the inside of you. If you'd rise up on the inside of you. And let this Holy Ghost, let this Spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. Begin to stand up in you. Glory. You say, well, Brother Metter, I ain't got the Holy Ghost. I, I, I just hold on just a minute. I know some of you may not have spoken tongues. But I'm going to tell you something. If God is changing your life, if the fruit of the Spirit's beginning to come, if you have a love for the Word, if there's a desire to please God, then you've got something. You've got something of God. You may have not yet spoken in tongues. Sometimes tongues will come immediate. Sometimes they come a little later and a little later. I've seen some people go four and five and ten years. But my God, I've seen their lives change. Uh, there's something moving in the can y'all not feel this uh, my God there's something in this place tonight uh, I don't know what's keeping some of y'all on your seats uh, I feel deliverance, I feel power uh, I feel an unction of the Holy Ghost uh, and God is telling me uh, He has given us a word to turn America around, uh, He's given us a word to turn the church around uh, He's given us a word uh, my God that will cause this nation uh, my God to be turned around economically uh, and people will Yes, i sitting around with the ho-hums. It's up to us. It's up to me and you. You hear me? It's up to me and you. I'm gonna tell you, I'm ready for God to get these pretty boys off the scene. I'm ready for God to get these jokers. And that's what I call them, jokers. Get them off the scene. They got the money, they got the prestige, they got everything They're on television. They're reaching the people, but they ain't giving them nothing. You know what God spoke to me? said, the ministers have caused God's people to err. Caused God's people to err. They've taken away the spirit of prayer. They've taken away the spirit of fasting. They've taken away separating yourself from the world. And all God's people are being taught now. Enjoy life to the fullest. Enjoy everyday life. That ain't what my Bible says. My Bible says, Come out from among the world. And be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. Come ye out from among the world. Walk after me. Keep my statutes. Keep my commandments for if ye will do this ye shall be my sons and my daughters and I will be your God 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 God. he said obey my statutes keep my commandments hallelujah He said brother matter you putting yourself up on a high pedestal I ain't putting myself on nothing I don't know what God told me on my knees. He said, this is the word of the Lord to the nation. When I put that newsletter out, the caption of this message is going to be, the word of the Lord to the nation. The word of the Lord to the nation. The word of the Lord to the nation. Hear ye the word of the Lord, my people. Here's the way it's going to start. If my people, which are called by my name, If my people which are called by the name of Jesus. If my people which are blood bought and spirit filled. If my people that have adopted the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If my people which are called by my name. Will humble themselves. Will get on their knees. Will humiliate themselves. Will get down in the presence of God. And say father forgive me for I have sinned. I have sinned. I have walked short of what you expected of me. I have walked short of what I have been taught. I have not prayed. I have not sought your face. I have not. But I will now if you will help me. I will humble myself. And I will pray. And I will seek your face. I will cry out for your will. I will cry out for your word. To return to my bosom. Holy Father. If you will let me return unto to you i I am seeking you to return uh, unto me Uh, is anybody with me tonight and then he said turn from your wicked ways turn from your wicked ways do y'all know how much perversion and evil is in this nation you know how much perversion and evil? Any of y'all sit up in front of the TV today and watch that thing on TV? Watch that. Y'all be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all be ashamed of yourselves. That man was perverted and unclean and ungodly. And the world has lifted him up and lauded him like he's some kind of God. Like he's some kind of great. Individual and that man wasn't nothing but perverted and unclean and unholy. If you sat there and watched it, God, have mercy on you. I said, God, have mercy on you. But God told me, uh, when He gave me this word, He said, you can see the darkness uh, that is on this generation. By the way, this generation uh, has gone after this thing. Uh, And now that Spirit has stood up all over America. Uh, And they are mad. They're angry. They're fighting uh, in the streets uh, to get the rights to be perverted. Uh, They want everybody to sanction uh, their perversion and their evil. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, I stood up in Brother Patterson's church, uh, and I screamed out against Hollywood. Hollywood uh, and I prophesied against them. uh, And then since the 12th uh, or the 13th of June, uh, five of them in Hollywood's died. Uh, I'm telling you something a bunch more. uh, Getting ready to die. uh, Because I command God by the word of the Lord uh, in my soul to smite them. uh, Smite the lesbians. Smite the queers. uh, Smite the entertainers uh, that have brought fornication uh, and adultery and ungodliness. Uh, Smite MTV. uh, Smite Jesus. Smite them for their ungodliness. Smite them for their perversion. Smite them for making fornicators and whores and whoremongers out of our kids. Smite Smite them in Jesus' name. Smite them in Jesus' name. Smite them in Jesus' name. You say it won't happen? Hide and watch. Hide and watch. You'll find out. Our kids you used to take them to church. They used to love the things of God. Now you go in their bedrooms and all they got is sluts and whores and whoremongers plastered all over their walls. Their idols have become alcoholics, lesbians, queers, whoremongers. You listening to me? That's all your kids have been taught, whether you realize it or not. Y'all sit them down in front of the television and the television babysits them. Hallelujah. I said the television babysits them. They watch this filth on MTV. They watch his filth on all these shows. And all they see is young girls giving themselves to fornication. Young men becoming whoremongers. All their idols are alcoholics and drug addicts. That's all you see online. That's all you hear about on the news. This one's laid up with that one. This one's got a new uh, boyfriend with that, and like a bunch of dogs, uh, like a bunch of animals, uh, and the parents have hid their heads in the sand. Uh, God have mercy on ya! 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 Somewhere uh, we gotta turn our generation around. We gotta turn it around somewhere. You know where it starts. Starts in your home on your knees. Starts in your home on your knees. Start taking your home back. I don't know a whole lot about these new TV shows. I'm going to tell you something. TV don't come on in my house. But all my kids are grown now. But I'm going to tell you something. My 20-year-old son gave his heart to God back in April. And do you know my boy's already fasting two and three days a week? already fasting two and three days a week. Called me up here, here the other day and said, Daddy... Uh, about uh, three weeks ago said daddy I want you to tell me about fasting I ain't pushed nothing on him he said I want you to tell me how to fast and what I'm supposed to do and so I started breaking fasting down to him and he started asking me questions and I started giving him instruction and already putting two and three day fast behind him because he's hungry for God he wants something alive and real in his soul he wrote me and his mama back in April going to College in a fraternity, uh, vice president in uh, in several of the things in his fraternity, uh, and involved in sports. He said, "I got everything uh, to be happy about." Uh, tall, good-looking young man. He said, "But at the end of the day, my soul's empty. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's something empty inside of me. Uh, there's something empty inside of me." He said, "Something's missing." He said, "So I'm going to church uh, this weekend, uh, and I'm going to give my life to God." Hallelujah, He did. And His life has changed. His life has changed. You hear me? He's hungry. He's hungry. He's hungry. Some of y'all think I'm playing. You think I'm joking. I'm going to tell you something. Don't sit in this service. And don't laugh and mock and make fun. Don't sit in this service. You don't understand where I'm at. You don't understand where I'm coming from. You think I'm old fogey. You think I'm old time religion. You go ahead and mock and make fun. But I'm going to tell you something. I had a young man in Mississippi in 1991. 16 years old. Every time the Spirit of God began to move in my revival, he'd jump up and run out of the tent. He didn't want God to touch him he'd stand outside the tent he'd laugh and he'd talk and he'd joke about what was going on under the tent and I asked somebody about him he said when that boy was three and four years old he used to get him a stick and tie him a cord on it and run around preaching he wanted to be a preacher but when he was about 12 or 13 somebody heard him somebody turned him off to God and said he'd been angry and bitter ever since and every time I'd reach for him he'd jump and run out of the tent I walked out there one night before he had a chance to to move. I, I walked up and looked him eyeball straight I, and I said somewhere you're going to jump and run I, and I said in the spirit of God going to meet you head on. I, the spirit of God going to meet you head on. I, two weeks after I closed that tent revival I, he got drunk, got mad at his mom, got in a fight with her custer out, I, jumped on a motorcycle spit out down the road I, got two blocks, hit a car head on I, and went out into eternity lost I, and undone without God. I, let me tell you something and, uh, you young people better wake up and realize hell's real uh, Hell's real uh, Hell's real uh, Hell's real, uh, hell's real. Uh, It ain't no Hollywood fantasy uh, It ain't no party uh, It's real uh, And the soul that enters into eternity uh, Without the covering of the blood of Jesus uh, And your sins repented of uh, You're burning hell uh, From now and forever Hollywood is fantasized and dramatized Hell the people ain't afraid of it no more Tell you some, if that entertainer today could set up and had just one minute, he'd have said, "Hail's real, and I'm there. Don't you come here. It's real. It's real. But preachers won't preach it anymore. Preachers won't talk about hell anymore. They they're ashamed to say the word. Call it Hades. Hades, my foot, it's hell." I said, hey, these are my foot, it's hell. The Bible said, hell hath enlarged herself. Amen. Hell hath opened her mouth and enlarged herself. And this generation fixing to go into it headlong if something don't get their attention. I'll give y'all something to pray about. I'm praying about bringing a tent to Pooler, Georgia. Hallelujah. I'm praying about bringing a tent to Pooler, Georgia. Hallelujah. There's some devils down here that need to be killed. Hallelujah. I said, there's some devils down here that need to be put on the run. Hallelujah. Glory. You said, Brother Metter, who do you think you are? I don't know, but in 1998, Brother Patterson come out and presented me with a plaque in a revival in Calhoun. I was there 16 nights, and I think 12 of them I preached against sin so hard. People crawled under the altars. And he come out one night at the beginning of the service and said, I want to present this plaque to the man of God. He said, we got an honest to God devil stomper. In our midst. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We need somebody uh, that ain't afraid to look people out ball straight uh, and tell them the truth. Uh, tell them that hell's real. Uh, tell them that hell's real. Uh, and your sins will find you out. Uh, your sins will find you out. Uh, you may hide them from Brother Metternich. Uh, you may hide them from Sister Angela. Uh, you may hide them from Sister Austin. Uh, you may hide them from Brother and Sister Harvey. Uh, but I'm here to tell you tonight: uh, God sees your every sin. Uh, your Sins are not hid. You may hide the thoughts of your heart from me, but you ain't gonna hide them from God. Go ahead and malk and snicker. See where it gets you. Cause I'm gonna tell you something. I ain't out here representing myself. I'm out here representing Jesus. Man, you're making a fool out of yourself. That's all right. I'm God's fool. I'm God's fool. Whose fool are you? I'm God's fool. Who's making a fool out of you? Who's lying to you? Who's deceiving you? People get their lives caught up in all these TV shows. Ain't nothing but fantasy. The characters ain't even real. They get their lives caught up in them. People go to pieces over things happening on TV shows. Have y'all stopped and had a reality check lately? I've seen people go to pieces over soap operas. They have. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've seen people go to pieces over TV shows. Cause so and so dumped so and so or so and so quit dating so and so or. And they just go to pieces. Have y'all ever paid any attention to the word American idol? American what? Idol. Idol. Did God not say, I am the Lord thy God, and thou shalt have no other gods before me? Idol. Who is quiet in here? I didn't plan on doing this. I come out here to preach, I got a word marked. I'm going to tell you something God's trying to get our attention. There's sin in the church better get it out. There's sin in the camp. God ain't going to bless over sin. God ain't going to bless over sin. Don't make God get your attention. Don't make God get your attention. You hear me? Don't make God get your attention. Right now, some of y'all may think y'all 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But I'm going to tell you something. You want heartbeat away from God getting your attention. One heartbeat away. Let your heart stop and skip two or three beats and you can't get your breath. See how bad it scares you. God said, your breath is a vapor that I hold in the hollow of my hand. you all know that's Bible? He said, your breath is a vapor. He said, I hold it in the hollow of my hand at any time. All i got to do is... Just like that, that's all God's got to do. Your history, your history. I want you to think just a minute. I'm gonna give you just a minute to reflect. Y'all know people die in church. Y'all know people die in church. Brother Scott's wife, that up there in church in Twin City, is in the middle of a worship service, if I remember right. Didn't she have an aneurysm or a blood vessel bursted or something, Sister Austin? Anybody remember? Yeah, she was on her feet praising God. Something busted in her blood vessel or an aneurysm. She dead before she hit the floor in the house of God worshiping God. People die in church. People die in church. Really? I didn't hear about that. See, people die, people die in church. But the thing is, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Dying in church, if your heart ain't right, ain't going to save you. Dying in church ain't going to save you. If your heart ain't right, you can die in church and go to hell. Boy, I, I think y'all would rather me give it to St. tonight. God has given us a word to turn us around. God told me to get this on the internet. He told me to get this news. I told my wife. We left prayer today. I said, we get this in a newsletter. And it's going out on the mailing list just as quick as I can get it put down. She said, are you going to type it up or you want me? I said, I don't know. I said, but however we can get it done the quickest. I want this in a newsletter. I want it out in the mail. I want it online. I want people to be able to get the CD. Because God spoke to me today and said, this is the word of the Lord to this nation. To this nation. Are we going to keep sitting around and letting things keep getting slack? How much more of an economic downturn can our country take? Y'all listening to me? Y'all listening to me? But I saw the hand of God last... I saw the hand of God Sunday a week ago, June the 28th. God said, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. If y'all go home and turn your entertainment centers off. Quit spending thousands of dollars on big screen televisions. Give that woman back there that $1,500, $2,000, 2500 3500 4000 you spent on that big screen TV to go to India and do something for God. So I'm going to tell you something. When God get you, it really gets a hold of you, you ain't going to have time to watch it no way. See, when I grew up, my mama sat us down in the living room about, around a big easy chair. She talked to us about God. She taught us the things of the Bible, taught us the word of the Lord. Amen. Mom and daddies don't know how to pray. Don't pray. Don't pray with their kids and don't pray for their kids. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a stink in God's nostrils. You claiming to be full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost and can't talk to your kids about God and can't get down beside their bed with them and go to prayer with them, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. No wonder our nation's in such a mess. No wonder our nation's so demoralized. But y'all listen to what I'm telling you. I saw the economics of this country spinning like a whirlwind in a down spiral. And I've seen people begin to gather together and pray and seek the face of God and cry out for God to have mercy. And I've seen God reach his hand out and put his hand on the side of that spiral. And he started slowing it down and it slowed and it slowed and it slowed and it come to a pause. And God said, I will bring this thing to a halt for a season for my people to get ready. For what's coming on the face of the earth. He said I will give them the wisdom. For it is I the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to get wealth. He said I will give you the wisdom to get out of debt. He said I will give you the wisdom to go back to living simple. To grow in gardens. You listening to me? To grow in gardens. Canning up what you grow in the summer. Take you through the winter. Learn to live simple again. He said get out of debt. That people will have time to seek my face. You know why people are working 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 hours a week now? Trying to maintain a lifestyle that's robbing you of your relationship with God. It's robbing you of your relationship with God. It's robbing you of your relationship with God. I'm going to tell you when two people work and making 40 and $50,000 a year and can't pay their bills, you're living too high. You're living too high. You're living too high. You've got too many things. Your life is too full of stuff. And you need to start simplifying your lives. Because I'm going to tell you something. You don't simplify it. God's going to simplify it for you. God's going to simplify it for you. You hear what I'm telling you? Is anybody with me tonight? I didn't plan on doing this. The hand of the Lord's on me tonight. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. I told you all I felt something strange on me today. I felt something strange on me. We're either going to simplify our lives, bow our knee and come back to God, or God's fixing to take this nation apart. Take it apart, children of God get some temperance in your eating. get some temperance in your eating. one area God's people have never put any temperances in their in their eating they've never put any temperance in it. And I'm going to tell you something, the more you feed your flesh naturally, the stronger it gets. And then when God does call you to a fast, your flesh has such a hold on you, you have to fight your flesh to get into a one or two day fast. And all you think about is food, 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 because your flesh has such a hold on you. God warned us. Did God not warn us? Did God not warn us? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I said, anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. I said, anybody know what I'm talking about? Say, said, brother, this ain't what I come to hear. Well, you got the luck of the draw tonight. You got me. And that's just your hard luck. That's just your hard luck that you got me. Y'all want to know where I'm reading from? Luke 21 and 34. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time you be overcharged with surfeiting. Anybody know what surfeiting is? Overeating. Luke 21, 34. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time you be overcharged with what? Surfeiting. Overeating. Overeating. Sister Angela called me the other day. She said, Brother Metter, I feel a seriousness about the Word in these two days. She said, I've called the church to a two-day fast. I said, well, tell them I appreciate it, but I ain't joining them. I said, I just put over a month behind me, and I said, I ain't ready to start fasting again. I said, maybe next time I will. But he said, take heed to yourselves. The one area God's people have never had any discipline is in their eating. We've never had any discipline. We've never wanted any discipline. <laughs> We've never wanted any. Ooh, boy, it's quiet in here tonight. <laughs> we don't want God messing with our comfort zones. Is it the truth? But God said it in His Word. Don't be overcharged with overeating. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you overcharged with overeating, lest at any time your heart be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. He wasn't talking about getting drunk on wine or whiskey. The stronger your flesh gets, the more you get intoxicated with life. The more you get intoxicated with life, the more you get caught up in the drunkenness. And there's a spirit that gets hold to people about life. that want everything they can put their hands to, don't care what it costs them. You know, a drunk man has no judgment. He has no judgment. There's people when it comes to things about finances and, and, and the lust and the pleasures of life. I'll, I'll buy it now and pay for it later. Put it on a charge card. I don't care. Just give it to me. Vacations. Three, four, five, six thousand dollars. Charge it. Type of car you want to drive. Charge it. See something you think your flesh wants. Go into a store. What's it going to cost me a month? Or a week. Latest cell phone comes out, $599. Don't care. Got to have it. Got to have it. Man, that'll make me cool. Got to have it. Ain't going to make you nothing. Ain't going to change your personality one bit. Ain't going to help you deal with life's problems one bit. Are oh, you looking for something' that's for your your friends so-called to admire you? I don't know how I got on this, but I guess God does. I said, I guess God does It's time to simplify. Amen, simplify. I'm going to tell you something, when your cell phone bill and your cable bill cost you half and three quarters as much as your mortgage, you're living too high. When your cell phone bill runs three and $400 a month and your cable bill runs $150 and $200 a month and you're spending five $600 a month for cell phone and cable and your mortgage seven eight hundred nine hundred $800, $900 a month, you're paying three quarters as much for a cell phone and cable as you're paying for a place to live. There's something wrong with your priorities. Ain't no wonder the preacher stands up there and says, I need somebody to support me. I need somebody to send me to Africa. Somebody to send me to India. Somebody to help me get the gospel out to this nation. He says, sorry preacher, I can't help you. I just ain't got it. (laughs) No, I don't guess you do. When you're spending everything to satisfy the lust of your flesh. All that is in the world. Does anybody know the scripture? Was it first John? All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And if the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not in you. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? And then y'all wonder why God spoke if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from what? Their wicked ways. He wasn't talking to the sinners out there, brother and sister Harvey. He's talking to his people. He wasn't talking to the ungodly out there. He's talking to his people. He's talking to his people. He said, if my people, if my people, if my people will turn from their wicked ways. If I can get my people to hear me. If I can get my people. And you tell me this ain't the word of the Lord to the nation. Somebody tell me what's going to work. This don't work. What's plan B? There ain't no plan B. There ain't no plan B with God. God don't give you a plan B. Oh, you got a plan B all right. God said, you do this, or I'm going to take this nation apart. Y'all can't see God taking this nation apart? You know why your leaders don't have the answers? They can't hear from God. They're not God called. They're not God chosen. Men, men in the White House used to call on spiritual leaders to go to prayer and give them answers. Our first leaders was men of prayer and seeking the face of God. George Washington was a great man of prayer. Spent many hours in prayer before he would take his troops into battle. Spent many hours seeking the wisdom of God, how to win battles before he would ever move his troops and take them into a battle. Abraham Lincoln was a great man of prayer. Thomas Jefferson was a great man of prayer. Our founding fathers were great men and women that believed in prayer and walked with God. In the political corruptness. And I'm going to tell you something. The Spirit of the Lord hit me the other night. Y'all proud of this administration? God screamed out at me the other night and said, "Scandal on top of scandal on top of scandal on top of scandal on top of scandal, fixing to rock this government. It's fixing to come out of the closet. You hear me? This man everybody holds so high. Y'all fixing to find out the sins? God's fixing to uncover his sins. God's fixing to uncover his sins." You hear me? God's fixing to uncover this administration's sins. And y'all going to find out. Y'all been robbed. Y'all been lied to. Perverts. Unclean. Ungodly. Unholy. Is leading our government. And God is angry. And God is angry. And He said, I'm calling on the handful. Not the mega churches. Not the mega churches. You go to one of these churches that entertains you. That's what you want. Go for it. I'm going to tell you something. We got a big church like that up here where I live. My boy went home and spent the night with one of his class buddies. Went to church over there. What was he at? least about 10, 11. Wasn't very old. Somewhere around there. Come back home. Told his mom he went to... I mean, big church. What seat five, six thousand, at least. Told his mommy went to church there. She said, "Well, how was it?" Said she sure ain't like daddy. Said that's a big bunch of junk I've been in in my life. Him ten years old. Said they had a a band to entertain the young people. I think's what he said, or showed them videos, or. To entertain the young people, said so, wasn't no preaching, wasn't nothing real. Said so, you couldn't feel nothing. Said so, you feel something, Daddy preaches. <laughs> Ten years old, he knew the difference. And adults nowadays don't know the difference. And something to rock their soul to sleep, soothe their conscience. Church ain't to soothe your conscience. You know what people do today? They church shop. They'll go to a church if it pleases their flesh. See if they're comfortable with the pastor. I guess I better quit. Find you a church you're comfortable with your pastor. He'll rock your soul to sleep and you'll wake up in hell. Yeah, you will. Find you a church where you're comfortable with your pastor. I said, Is this the Angela word down here, here a while back? I said, Girl, she may not remember. But I said, You better get out there and preach like you know to preach. I think somebody told me, said, Boy, you ought to seen the Spirit of God hit mama. <laughs> Said, man, in people's eyes come open. I said, I knew it just a matter of time. I know you gotta be careful with young converts because they're like tender plants. I understand that I'm a pastor. Children of God, you can't, and I know she don't, but there are preachers that try to compromise the word that we need to stir and feed our souls. Real children of God don't need somebody compromising and tiptoeing around the truth. If you're hungry for God, you want somebody to tell you straight out. You want somebody to tell you straight up. Amen. Tell you straight up where you're missing it. God said, let's get these wicked ways. They may be little things in your sight. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you have walked back and picked up things God convicted you of when you first got saved? If you laid them down when you got saved, what'd you pick them back up for? If you laid them down the Holy Ghost convicted you when you got saved, the Holy Ghost ain't changed. Put them off. And I started to make a a comment a while ago. I don't know nothing about these new TV shows except what I hear on the news or what I read in the newspaper. But I'm going to tell you something. Any of y'all fooling with stuff about these vampires, this twilight, this bloodline, whatever this mess is? You mamas, you daddies, you grandmamas, you better get a hold of your kids, because I'm going to tell you, them shows are full of demon spirits. Them shows are full of godness and cleanliness. They used to have that show on, still may be on, that Buffy the Vampire Slayer full of demons and all that mess. Y'all think it's harmless? It's full of demon spirits. It's full of ungodliness. It's full of unholiness. It'll pollute and pervert. Oh, it may not bother you kids right now. They're 12, 13, 10, 11. Let them get on up, teenagers. Let them get on up and step out there in the world. And That seed's been planted in them. Demon spirits will begin to approach them. Demon spirits will begin to woo them. They'll begin to be drawn into demon worship and the occult. Things kids ain't things ain't nobody got no business fooling with. Y'all know good and well witchcraft is strong among the Indians. It's strong. Yeah. I preached in Canada many times. Witchcraft is strong and it's strong among the Indians. And it takes an authority of the Holy Ghost to break that spirit off of people. What do y'all think this? Homosexual, gay, lesbian. I'm gonna tell y'all something. All this piercing and all this stuff comes from ancient idol worship. It's tied to all kind of sexual and unclean spirits. And kids don't know the difference. They think it's just a fad till this thing gets a hold of them. They think it's just a fad till it gets a hold of them. Somebody needs to stand and preach. Somebody needs to stand and preach. A lady in our church brought me an email talking about the different colored bands that girls wear on their arms now. Had it listed out. I was appalled. Different colored bands on girls' arms means, indicates different sex acts that they'll do with a boy. I'm serious. Y'all listening to me? And you mamas and daddies don't know what's going on. Y'all have no idea. The perversion that's come in through television, through these movies and books, movies you let your kids go see, you don't know how Hollywood has slept in. Just come in. See, when kids are shown this day after day, week after week, when they're around it with their peers, they lose all consciousness of wrongdoing. They just won't be like their friends. But that lady was telling me, said, if a boy walks up to that girl and picks one in bands and breaks it, She got it on her arm, and she performs that sex act with that boy. It's perverted and unclean. That's how far down our society's gone. It's perverted and unclean. It's perverted and unclean. And people don't know what's going on. And you telling me God don't know what he's talking about when he said we need to turn from our wicked ways? You need to get control of your house. You need to get control of your television, find out what your kids are watching. You need to get control of your kids' computers. (coughs) See, now, (coughs) what you mamas and daddies don't know, they can go online on their cell phones. Devil's got it so convenient, they can pull online stuff up right on their cell phones, watch anything they want to, download any kind of movie. And watch it. Mom and Daddy don't know the difference. And Mom and Daddy paying the bill and don't care. Just don't bother me. Just don't bother me. <coughs> don't ask me why God's having me preach like this, but it's for a reason. It's for a reason. He said, Turn from your wicked ways. He said, Humble yourselves and pray. Now go with me to Second Chronicles seven. I'm gonna follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Second <coughs> Chronicles seven. Let's go back to twelve. Exhort on this just a few minutes, and then I'm going to start bringing this service to an end. The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. (coughs) If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people. I'm going to stop right there. See, we ain't dealing with these things. But our nation's in trouble. Will anybody agree with me that America's in trouble? Will anybody agree with me? Will any of you adults agree with me? See, some of your kids don't even know what's going on in America. They don't know some of you are on the verge of losing your jobs, losing your homes, losing your cars. You listen to me? There's kids that are sheltered and protected. They don't know what's going on. They they don't even know what's going on in America. They don't even know what's going on. A half a million plus jobs being lost every month. And our nation is going into an economic decline that people cannot no longer pay for their cars, pay for their homes, pay for their health insurance, pay for nothing. People are at their wits' end. People are weary of life. People even contemplating suicide. And that ain't the answer. That ain't the answer. But our nation's in trouble. And God said, if your nation gets in trouble, that's what he was telling Solomon. He said, if, if I let something come against your nation, uh, come against my people, he said, there's a reason for it. Y'all know why America's in the mess she's in? She's turned from God. She's turned from God. God's given us every pleasure, every convenience. God has richly blessed America, but He blessed her to send the gospel. He didn't bless her to squander all this on her lust of her own flesh. And that's what she's done with it. People have robbed God in tithes and offerings and loaded themselves up with every pleasure of life. And every convenience. God told me almost a year ago, he said, I'm calling America into accountability. He said, her sins are going to find her out. Her sins are finding her out. Listen to me, church. Don't take me lightly tonight. Don't take me lightly tonight. This is the word of the Lord to the nation. You say, boy, you boasting. No. God spoke that to me, and I was questioning the Lord about it. I said, God, I can't go out there and tell them people that. I said, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think I'm lifting myself up. God took me to Jeremiah, the first chapter. He said, Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in your bar with Billy, belly, he said, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Not nation, nations. He said, you go out there and tell them what I told you to tell them. And God said it. He said, if I do all this, if I let all this calamity come. He said, if my people. If my people, which are called by my name. If we'll get down on our knees and humble ourselves and tell God we've sinned. We've come short of his glory. Ask him to forgive us for the way we've lived our lives. The things we've done wrong. Tell God we're going to get the things out of our life that has kept us from being good stewards and faithful ministers. And believers of the gospel. He said if you turn from your wicked ways. He said then. Then and only then. Will I hear from heaven. Then I will forgive your sin. And then. I will heal your land. That's God's word. That's God's word. And when God spoke this to me. I'm like some of y'all. I knew the Word. knew what it said. You know that Scripture. People are talking about it. Lord spoke that Scripture in my heart. I said, God, I know it. I can preach it. I I can quote it. I can tell you the exact chapter and verse. But then, Brother Harvey, you know what God done to me? He spoke to me in almost a stern rebuke way down in here. He said, my people don't understand the power of it is written. He said, if I've said it and my people will do it, he said, I'll bring it to pass. He said, if I've said it, it's written. He said, if it's written, it can't be altered. It can't be reversed and it can't be annulled. He said, if I can get my people to do this, he said, I can turn America around. I can turn America around. He said, I'll halt this economic spiral for a season. He said, for my people to get ready. I ain't pinning no roses on myself. I can come out here and breach faith. I can walk these aisles with the gifts. I can lay hands on people and God to work miracles just like that. It's in me. God put it there. It's in me. I paid a price for it. It's there. You hear me? It's there. Some of you have been in my meetings. You've seen me do it. But I can't do it without the Spirit of God. I can't do it without God's direction. I don't turn this on. I don't turn it off. God turns it on and turns it off. And when God turns this on, this is what you get. It may not be what you want. But it's what you get. I says it's what you get. Because I don't work the Spirit of God. I don't control the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God controls me. You go to preacher's meetings, they come out every night and do the same thing. Minister the same way. Better leave them alone. I'd be scared of them. Why? Spirit of God don't minister the same way every service. I can leave here and go somewhere else and preach the exact word I preached last night. It'll be completely different. Spirit of God will minister completely different. It'll work completely different. Why? God's different every night. Man goes to a form every night. You better stay away from them. You better stay away from them. Somebody told me, said, oh, you ought to go hear this preacher. So he can call you out and tell you the disease in your body, tell you who your doctor is. I said, he can't call me out and tell me the disease in my body and who my doctor is. I said, cause there ain't nothing. I don't got one. I said, he calls me out and tells me what disease in my body and who my doctor is. I said, somebody gonna be lying. (laughs) Cause I don't be had no disease and I don't be got no doctor. Unless he says, brother, said there ain't no disease in your body and your doctor's Jesus, the great physician. Then he'd be telling the truth. <laughs> he said, Man, that man can read people like a book. I said, Really? He said, Yeah. He said he calls people out all the time, said every night, said, does the same thing every night. I said, Man, you don't know the difference between the gift of God and the fortune telling spirit. He said, You better learn the difference. Better learn the difference between the gift of God and somebody's got a fortune-telling spirit. God's people don't know the difference. Amen. But in all seriousness, this is the word of the Lord to the nation. This is the word of the Lord to the nation. Don't take it lightly. There's something in your life ain't right. You neither kneel at this altar. You can kneel at your altar at home. You make your peace and your amends with God but you know God if we don't do it the America you know is fixing to cease to exist As I'm going to tell you something our leaders are making decisions that's going to take this country apart and they're blind and they're in error and they're being led by the carnal mind and they're doing everything they know to do they're trying everything they know to try but you know some ain't nothing working This'll work. This'll work. For God's people. This'll work. This'll work. You know why this'll work? There's six thousand years of church history that God never failed his people. You want Bible results? You want a Bible God? And go back to living by the Bible. Go back to living by the Bible. Hallelujah. We just had the greatest youth rally in Fort Payne that there's probably ever been. And I ain't exaggerating the Spirit of God come down. But you know what happened the last night? The last two services? We kicked the programs out the door. We kicked the programs out the door. That Saturday night, we probably had a half a dozen groups. But if we kicked the programs to the curb, the Spirit of God took over. Hallelujah. We went back to what works. Amen. We went back to what works. It's time to go back to what works. It's time to go back to the absolute. Amen. Amen. There ain't no gray areas in this. It's black and white. It's either right or wrong. It's either yes or no. Ain't no gray areas with God. A lot of us been living in gray areas. Any of y'all mad at me? You can pray through over it. You can pray through over it. But I'm going to tell you something. Somewhere you're going to appreciate a man that will stand toe to toe and tell you the truth. Tell you what's right. Tell you what's wrong. Amen. Tell you what's right. Tell you what's wrong. I got so tired of hearing that word of Daniel fast. Till I opened my Bible and read about Daniel. Ain't nowhere in the scripture it says anything about a Daniel fast. Said Daniel refused to eat the king's meat. And asked the guy that was over him. Said let us eat this. Instead of the king's meat. Didn't say nothing about a fast. Didn't say I know God puts you on dedications. And I know everybody can't. Fast. Like God requires some of us leaders to fast. I don't expect you to fast like I fast. But don't let preachers rock you to sleep. And deceive you into think you're doing something. God deals with you about a dedication. You follow that leadership. But don't go out here and buy a bunch of books. Make some smooth mouth preacher rich. You want to know about fasting? Sit down and send me an email. I can tell you anything, everything, there is no about fasting. I've been two months plus. And I ain't talking about eating every day when the sun goes down. I'm talking about two months plus, not a bite of food went in my mouth. I just come off of 30 days. The last 15 of those days, God said, you don't, I was drinking water, a little bit of coffee, maybe a, Diet Coke every now and then. God said, you make the last two weeks of it nothing but water. Nothing but water. He said, when you get off of it, he said, you get caffeine and sugar and carbonated water out of your system. And I come off of this, I have give up everything. I have give up my soft drinks, my coffee. That's a dedication between me and God. I ain't telling you, you got to do it. But I'm telling you, I want my body healthy. I want my body healthy. I want something to move in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? How many of you appreciate this word?